Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off-limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to another edition of I'll Hang Up and Listen, brought to you by Outlet, excuse me, Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case on George Urban Boulevard for all your Sabres game game day and game night needs. Get over to Outlet Liquor. Uh, Sabres lose a four-point swing tonight, four to, I'm sorry, four-one, three to two. I'm all all over the place. Um, And, uh, you know, honestly, get outplayed from start to finish. Um, They didn't deserve to win that game. Uh, a must-win game in a very tight playoff race against a team that you are competing with for a playoff spot, and uh, you only put up 24 shots on that. So, um, <clears throat> to their 39. So, uh, I'm joined by fellow co-host Connor Hurley. Curls, glad to have you. Uh, heartbreaker night. Yeah, uh, definitely outplayed uh, in almost every facet of the game, but that doesn't mean we can't get mad about – no, and we're gonna, we're gonna get to that for sure. We can um, we, still be mad about it because theoretically, if if that wasn't overturned, you get to overtime. A point there is still massive. A point, yeah, huge. Yeah, the point, the point there is is huge no matter what. Before we even went live, I already saw comments in the thing. I already knew who it was. I already knew it was. It was our friend Mauricio. I'll bring up. Uh, I'll bring up his comments here shortly. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, um, that third goal was bullshit. It was horseshit. That. I, I mean, I, I have soccer. I have pr- friends that are soccer players in another group chat. I play soccer, and I don't know how much more of a kicking motion there needs to be for that to be considered a kicking motion. His leg was moving forward. He was staring at the empty net as he was directing the puck in. He knew what he was doing. He even His reaction even after the goal 
you know, was, yeah, I did that. That was me. I, that was, I was directing that into the net. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's no goal. It was called no goal on the ice. The call goes, it's around. I mean, let's remind you guys, it was called no goal on the ice. We actually don't have to be at the bat at the refs for this one. That call was sent to Toronto and Toronto made the call, which is horseshit. It's horseshit. And it was a lengthy review too. Yes. If, if you're going to look at it for that long, yeah, like maybe that they were doing everything they possibly can, but that would lead you to believe they were trying to find any reason to not overturn it. And they still did. Um, yeah. That often doesn't happen. And you saw even with Fashing's hand, he took his hand off his stick. So he was clearly had some intent because otherwise he wasn't going to get it into the net. I understand the redirect situation, but that's with your skate blade. Like you don't need to have a kicking motion to redirect your skate blade to get the puck in the net. If it's going off your shin and you have to move your leg to redirect the puck in the net, that is, it might not be your definition of a kicking motion or whatever the NHL thinks is their definition of a kicking motion, but it is a motion. It what's is a catch. What's a kicking motion, Connor? What, what's, law, what's a kicking motion? Here, I don't know. Catch I don't know. Yeah, what's a catch is, nobody, the, laws, the laws of physics tell you that if you have one direction going one way, equal and opposite forces, something like that. I didn't, yeah. I didn't take physics. Newton's, Newton's law, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Equal and opposite forces, or <laughs> for whatever reason, he used his leg in a distinct manner to get the puck in the net and the Sabres lost because of it. Oh, well, the only, the only boards I've ever seen, the only, the only, like the only way a puck comes off an object like that is if the object is moving forward, unless it's the boards at Keenan center in Lockport, different story. You know, those boards are a hundred years old. They take, I, I, I had a playoff game last, last season where I sent a puck up the boards, at the same angle and somehow it kicked out at a 90 degree angle to a guy in front of the net. It was wild. I digress. That was a kicking motion. His, his shin, knee, whatever the hell you want to call it, was moving forward. The puck went directly in the net. Directly in the net. I, for a third time, directly into the net. It didn't kind of go in the net. It was going to go, go off the post. It went directly into the net, and he was looking at the net as that his leg was going forward. He knew exactly what he was doing, and we got fucked. We got fucked. And, and, the, and the great part about it is we're going to get no explanation whatsoever from the NHL. No. They'll, they'll never say Why anything. Why be accountable? Yeah, they'll never say anything. They'll they'll never go into their reasoning behind it, the thought process. It'd be kind of cool uh, to have a microphone in that room. Why why can't we hear what's going on? Exactly. Why can't we, why can't we hear the conversations? It's because they don't know That's themselves. a great idea. That is a fantastic idea. Well, but it's an idea that will will live in vain because that will never happen. Because Gary Bettman and Colin Campbell and who's ever in charge of that rule process don't want that to happen because I guarantee you five of the seven people in that room were just like, that's a kicking motion. I don't know. Or I bet there was half the room that said that's a kicking motion. The other half was just like, no, 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 no. But like a lot of them probably were like, what are we going to do here? And if the question is, what are we going to do here? You stay with the call on the fucking ice. It's literally, it's literally the, 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 uh, it's literally one of the rules of baseball. Anyone's played baseball. Ump's rule. When in doubt, call it out. Tie goes to the runner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what this is. If you made that call on the ice and there's doubt, you stay with the call. Yeah. 
why why do you even have refs like like, I, like it's literally just, yeah it's like, uh, really, it, it's just it's mind blowing absolutely mind blowing and it seems like the savers well we can go back to 99 here but it seems like the savers typically get the I, short the short end of this stick and can i bring up can i bring up the replay yeah of course yeah, i'm going to bring up the replay here for a second but uh Again, guys, Sabres lose three to two, get outshot 39 to 24. So on paper, they did not deserve to win this game. But as Connor said earlier, it, it it's like, you know, that 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 goal matters. Even if you lose an even if you lose an overtime, you get that game to overtime, you get the loser point. The, every point is so crucial right now. So yeah. crucial. So <clears throat> we got fucked there. We got fucked. And this game. I mean, if we don't make playoffs by two, two or three points, this game is crucial in, the, in that whole swing of things because this was a four-point swing. Yeah, it could be absolutely be the main reason. It could, um, it very well could, and it's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. So I'm gonna bring up uh, right now on the two goalies one mic page um, because normally we're not allowed to share game feed video. We get fuck uh, the we NHL. Yell at, we get yelled at for that. But if in in the videos that I posted. Uh, which are very high quality analysts from yours truly. Um, <laughs> you can hear me yelling over a lot of the announcements, so so I don't think we'll have too much of an issue with that. But uh, yeah, it's absolute horseshit. Bringing it up right here. Crack that puck in the net. Yes. So right here. Yo. What? <laughs> uh, it's not playing for me. It's not playing? No, it's not. Well, I at least don't. Oh, see hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I will stop. Hold on. I know why. One second. Window. Here we go. Got it. Here we go. Now you got it? Yeah. Yeah. So right here. That's literally a kick. It's a small kick, but it's a kick. It's doesn't a kick. Matter, it it, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter how big it is. What? Uh, he had to move his leg in a forward direction towards the puck to put it in the net. And like I said, he even had to move his left hand off his stick because he thought he was going to have to catch it. And also help with his balance in the process of kicking it into the net. I just got to watch it one more time. Hudson fashing too. God, of course. Yeah, of all guys. Like, uh, that That's incredible. That's literally incredible. And I, I want to go because the game, dude, I mean, it was worse enough. It was it was terrible enough that I was that we were dealing with the, the, this bullshit broadcasting. Yeah. But I what mean, made it even worse is to have to sit there and listen and listen to the, this commentary moments I wanna, later. I want to I want to see Dave Jackson's phone. How many texts he got from Gary Bettman? Oh my God! To, to tell him to to tell him to say that it was. Uh, oh my God! A Hold good on. goal. Kicking the puck in the net. I, I just love the commentary here on this next one. This one's even this one's even better because they just got done saying I don't see enough evidence there to to, to say that this wasn't a goal. I don't see I don't see enough, and then they say this during the broadcast, which blows my mind. Blows my mind. Are you seeing it? Yeah, I don't hear it though. Hold on. Using his asset to his advantage. You mean literally kicking the puck in the net? He said using his assets to his advantage on the broadcast. You mean kicking the puck in the net? Is that what you mean? Because that's what he did. So now you're admitting that's what he did. He used his leg to put the puck in the net. He kicked the puck in the net. That fucking drove me nuts, that commentary. 
Yeah, yeah, it, w- it wasn't great all game long. Um, but as you said, we could we, we we could we we could go back and forth about this all game long. Um, unfortunately, the Sabers were missing their two probably Samuelson. I mean, two, Riley two Two of the three of their most physical players. Um, yep. Jacob Bryson had no business being in this game. Um, nope. Yoki Haru was almost directly responsible for, for a goal uh, that UPL made an amazing save on a breakaway on. Um, they don't have the team to play this type of hockey. Uh, the, no. fact that, the fact that they were even in it is, is a credit to UPL and a credit to some timely goal, goal scoring. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jordan Greenway, I thought, had a pretty good game. He was the net front, net front presence. Uh, yep, he was a big reason why that one goal went in from yeah. – uh, um, But for the most part, as we've seen many up. times, uh, they don't have the team for, for a no. hard-nosed, gritty well, well, playoff type game. They always – they always. I mean, you would, with the last Tampa game being an exception, whenever they play against a physical team uh, on the boards, in the defensive zone, like, they fold. They do. Yeah, they fold yeah. because they they aren't tough enough. I mean, they're small. Like at yeah. the end of the day, at the end of the day, sometimes it does come down to size. Like Jacob Bryson's five six out there playing D. Um, yeah. I mean, Peyton Krebs has come a long way, but Olafson literally disappears in a, in a game like this. Um, yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's I mean, it's, I, it's, I, it's uphill sledding, and they're obviously going to need I, to change the makeup of the team. And I knew Olafson. We we talked about in the chat. I knew Olafson wasn't getting set tonight. I mean, he's a guy that if he gets going again, could score thirty on the season. Um, and I get, I, I get why people want him gone. I want him off the ice. Like he he is a very big one trick pony who is on the coldest of cold streaks next to JJ Paterka. But at the end of the day, when that guy starts scoring, he'll score ten in ten games. And yeah. right now, they need him to get going. And if he can get going right now, especially. It could be a big boost to get this team into a playoff position. The unfortunate part, though, is that like that's all he does. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And, yeah, and it's it's really a microcosm of the team a little bit. Yep. I mean, as good as Tage Thompson is, some nights like he really wasn't able to do much tonight, and no. it, specifically because the Islanders had two guys on him the entire game, and teams are going to start to do that. And obviously, Alex Tuck being out is another massive blow. And massive tonight blow. is tonight was a night where. I think you need some chip and chase hockey. I think you yeah. need to get pucks. I mean, they the tried. They tried, but the Islanders, yeah. they, they do this. Like, this is their game. They know how to get into their defensive zone, break out of their own zone, and just play this slog fest. Uh, that and, I, and, I, and when I say chip and chase, I don't mean, you know, dump it in as soon as you get to the blue line. Get, yeah. it, in, get it into the top of the circle and ship it in. Um, and, like a, and then grind, like grind it out. Ship. You don't need to fire it into the zone. Yeah, you don't need uh, to do that. There was I mean, there too much of that because you need to give yourself an opportunity to recover. Yeah, enter the zone. Don't just dump it in the second you get to the blue line and then chase. You know, get get, get them back in into their own zone a little bit, shorten the ice, chip it in, and then play in a shorter ice, a small ice situation where you battle for the puck. I mean, that play, that one goal, uh, <clears throat> who was it? Uh, Bailey in front of the net. It's a classic example. They won a battle down low in a small ice situation. I don't know what the like what the hell we were doing in front of our own net there. Like, like literally, like you had a guy on each side on each post, and I think Cousins was the closest guy next to him, and nobody touched him. Yeah. Nobody touched him. You essentially in a short ice small ice situation, you had a you had a, a a two on three guy behind the net, guy in front, two defenders on each post, and a guy in front of the net on right behind Bailey, and nobody touched him. It just blows my mind. Yeah, and that I mean, shit happens so often. We are honestly 
possibly the worst like defensively aware team when it comes to net front presence. It's disgusting. It's it's infuriating. Yeah, I mean, and, and that very well may likely be the downfall of this team. The fact that they have no defensive awareness whatsoever. No. Um, and it's it's been a story of the season all season long. Um, they need to change the makeup of the type type of defenders on this team. There needs to be a better defensive coach, clearly, to get it in these guys' heads to cover the front of the net, cover the back door, clear rebounds. I thought Lukanen played pretty well. I really did. Um, Sabres were outshot by, I think, yeah, like you said, 18, 20 shots. There are a lot of high-danger chances. I think he stood on his head for most <coughs> of the time. Um, yeah. So classic excuse for, for most of the fan base, you can't blame the goalie tonight. And if you can't blame the goalie, well, who, who else do you look to? And, again, it's the defense. Um, and it, it goes to the offense, too, because when our top line gets shut down, by a very well-coached, very poised defensive team, this is what happens. Scoring, cha- You're not going to be able to have transition offense. You're not going to be able to do this run-and-gun style that you usually can. So, no, yeah, you, can. I, you, you knew it was going to be a frustrating game. You knew yeah, that we had to take advantage of the opportunities, and for the most part, we did. But, um, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, came down to it's a, the style. It's the style that they play, and yeah. we have so many comments here uh, in the peanut gallery. We'll start it. We'll kick it right off with the man, the myth, legend himself, Mauricio. Once again, Middle Sentinelson can't buy rent, lease, beg, pander, and NHL goal overrated. No secondary scoring. Quinn turned over the puck all night. Krebs looked lost. Any present <clears throat> lost. Any pressure loses puck. Um, the, the comments just keep coming in. Uh, what a disaster. How the hell do they let this game slip away? I'm so sick of the lack of urgency that right there. I agree with lack of urgency. There was no sense of urgency tonight. There just wasn't. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I just think it, it's a bad matchup. It's a no, really, I mean, but the, the hits were 23 to nine. So that tells you everything you need to know about the style of play of both teams. Well, yeah, I, that I understand. And I know that like the players out there, you're missing some of the guys out there that might help you in that and you know in that category in that in that part of the game but at the end of the day man you have you have to play with desperation they just didn't sure. i just they think i just think they're smaller and they even like of course you could probably have a little bit more urgency and a little bit more jam but like at the end of the day like they were getting pushed around the fork check the neutral zone everywhere even in our own offensive zone with our top mm-hmm. line that usually creates High danger scoring chances all game long. They need to like, back on that top line. They, the they need player. him, and it's not going to be the same without him. And until they do, every single team is going to put two guys on Tate Thompson. Yeah, you, you need you need Tuck. You need you need that uh, you need that threat on the on the wing there. And not not that Jeff isn't you know obviously he is, but he's been fine. I mean it's Jack Quinn like, Jack Quinn has good finishing ability, but he's just not there yet. Yeah, he he doesn't provide you the size. Another another small player like yeah. Yeah, thankfully they got Jordan Greenway to to hopefully help in the future as we build out the rest of the middle six and the bottom six. But right now, I I would argue it's the smallest, least I don't, in the league. I actually I mentioned this to a friend before the game. I don't hate this suggestion. We need line changes, roster lines up changes. Put Greenway top line with Skinner and Tom. I don't hate that suggestion. As you I mean, you know, he's bigger than Thompson. He may not be as skilled as Thompson, but you know, that's a guy who you know it's gonna be hard to move him in around the net. You have, yeah. a, you have a guy who has a finishing and playmaking ability of, of Tage Thompson, and you have a guy with the scoring ability of Jeff Skinner, and you could have a guy like Greenway who is going to find loose pucks in and around the net that are going to be created by both those guys. 
You're at least oh, trying. Greenway, Greenway's, Greenway's played with Thompson before, and they know each other. I think yep. it's at least worth a shot against the Dallas Stars on Thursday, who are a similar type of team to the Islanders. Yeah. They're big. They try to slow you down. The Sabres played really well against them last month, but they're probably going to have a better game plan this time. Yeah, it's, it's but you need to get healthy. You just need to be healthy for that game. You're you're still going to be without Tuck, obviously, but you you need to get healthy on your blue line coming back home for that. You need to win at home. You and might not have you might not have Tuck for the rest of the season. Um, so you got to figure something out, or else. Well, I mean, if you weren't going to have him the rest of the season, then you'd put him on LTIR. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, that, I just get worried about what I think is a high ankle sprain. They're probably trying to figure it out, like do anything they possibly can. And I know he's probably going to battle through it, yeah. but it doesn't seem good. So yeah, they're going to have to figure something out. Yeah. I don't know if he's still in the walking boot or not. I know he was last week, um, but I, I haven't seen any updates on that. They need to do something about Bryson, how he isn't benched or sent to them. Well, I mean, they just don't have the bodies right now. I know well, they, they called, they up, called up, pilot. They called up pilot today. So, so I mean, with pilot, with the call, I imagine Bryson or Clegg are the first guy out. You know, I, think I mean, well, it, it, with the expectation that Samuelson and Stillman will be back in the lineup, you know, pilots, pilots, you're six, you're, you're a six man. So, um, <clears throat> without a doubt, I'd have to imagine. You know, from every scene, all we've needed to see from Cal Clegg and, and Jacob Bryson. I mean, I, I like, I like Clegg's better game better than Bryson, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I just, I Bryson, just don't think this year right now is the time for Clegg. I think yeah. that he's, he's your, I think he's your, your seventh defenseman right now. For sure. Absolutely. So, um, We're going to pull up actually the, the most infuriating next to the no call, the most infuriating play in my opinion of that entire, of the entire, not yeah, like just really Jacob Bryson right now in a nutshell, whatever you want to call, whatever you want to call what that was with seven minutes and 49 seconds left. I, and that's part of the reason why it took me a minute because I had to go back and see this a second time. I couldn't him believe not, it him, uh, him, him not shooting. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was wild. That was yeah, wild. So, I mean, it's, it's, be, I feel like it's not just him. I feel like it happens pretty often. Wide open shots in the slot. Yeah. Even if it doesn't go in, you get a rebound. Um, yeah. It's bad. I just had, I just had, the, I had just had an open one second. The screenshot of it is almost worse than the video. When you, yeah, uh, it, when it you, really is. When you stop and see how much time and space had he had. I had to relive this one in real life because I had to see it. Right here. Time. You know, it's coming up right here off the pass. <laughs> Jacob Bryson play coming up here in a few seconds. Like, you have a guy back door here. You have a guy in front. You have two different options. Skinner to the right of Sorokin would be a way better option than that. I mean, in a perfect world, I had to relive this one. That one last time, just one last time. In a perfect world, he gets it over. I don't know who he's trying to get it to. Come up here in a few seconds. There's the pass is nowhere near him. No. And he doesn't even think it's coming. There's an Islander defender right there waiting for it too. So. You throw a blind pass for nobody. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that was like. The unfortunate part is that's not even close to the worst part of his game. Um, no, no, it's just yeah. he's just not cut out to be an NHL defenseman, unfortunately. No. And that's who we're trouting out there. Every he's an okay night. depth guy in a pinch. Yeah. You need somebody to fill in for two games. That's fine. He can be that guy, and he can play, you know, down in Rochester and continue to develop. He's still he's a young kid. Tiny man. He's just he just gets pushed around. He's, he's not small. Quinn Hughes. <laughs> like he's 
it's just not going to work, unfortunately. Uh, it seems like a good kid, good teammate. Guys yeah. like him, but it's it's just not working. Yep, all too many da- high danger ch- scoring chances all season. Poor coverage, too many front uh, front of net slot positions. Agreed. You know, we we just went over that. Uh, we didn't c- even compete uh, tonight. Couldn't battle in corners, win battles. Too many turnovers all night long. And then, again, that's coupled with no sense of urgency and just not having the size to you, you know to match up with with the Islanders. Um, Man, there's like a hundred comments in here. We can't get oh, sorry, guys. We're not gonna be able to get to them all. <laughs> uh, there's a lot in here, man. This is a, this has been a this, this, we're wilding out right now. Um, poor shit goal. NHL staff wants Islanders to make playoffs. Two losses in a row. Poor play costs. Yep. Yeah, I agreed. I mean, I'm not saying to say the NHL wants that men over us, but I mean, again, as we stated before, I mean, I want to know what was said in Toronto. Kick exactly. Uh, kick. That, I mean, that conversation would be so enlightening, not just to Sabres fans. It would be really beneficial to the entire league, not from a just from a transparency perspective, because yep. they've never had that. They they do it with uh, their suspension videos, which I think has been, has been pretty good. They explain it. They have yeah. a clear bullet point system. This is why we did this. This is why we did this. But to do it for a no goal call, which has been a huge point of controversy since 99, probably even before yep. um, it would be an amazing PR move for the NHL, but they won't do it because they don't know themselves. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you said, transparency would be so crucial in a situation like that. <clears throat> and, and you know what? It helps hold those guys accountable yep. because you have to be brutally honest if you're on camera in real time. Yeah. Like, and exactly. I want that conversation being broadcast during, during, the live feed. It should be. It's just, it a, it's just a dark room with silhouettes and everybody being like, I don't know. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Who do we want to win? It's just, it's really bad. Man. And it's not the only gripe we have with the NHL and they, they get a lot wrong all the time. But at the end of the day to overturn that is just absolutely egregious. I know we're biased, but we're not the only one saying that and we won't be for a long time. And this is going to continue yeah. to happen. It's going to happen in the playoffs. There's going to be, <laughs> There's going to be offsides reviews. There's going to be goal reviews. There's going to be suspension reviews that we probably won't hear hear from in convenient situations. This is what the NHL does, and it's what they'll always do. I agree. It's just it's it's just getting it's getting just so so frustrating, man. Just again, they didn't deserve to win that game, but you don't always deserve to win games when you win. You know what I mean? Like, and if you could have squeaked out two points tonight, you know it, it's. It's happened plenty of times this season where we weren't the better team, but we found a way to win. Yeah. Um, tonight could have been that. And yeah. having that goal, you know, having that call overturned and call the goal, just that was really gut-wrenching. That was really deflating. You could tell by the reaction on the ice. Like, and again, we 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 don't need to be angry at the refs. The refs made the right call. It's the, yeah. the idiots in Toronto who screwed us here. So um, yep. Granado, you're playing power, Dolly and Thompson. Too many minutes, look tired, exhausted, losing pucks, no strength on puck. Poor defensive play, Dolly and power kept deking and deking, pass or shoot. Um, again, you know, those guys are expected to play a lot of minutes, um, especially right now with the injuries. <laughs> like, who are you going to play instead? Yeah, exactly. That's the point, exactly. Like, yeah. you know, it, you can't trust more than half your lineup to log those additional minutes that especially right now, especially yeah. it's, it's so much a different situation. If you're more comfortable in the standings 
and you could and you might be able to you know take a few games where you maybe you know back off on overplaying those guys but you're missing Tuck, you're missing Samuelson, you're missing Stillman who's new to the team. You know, it, it, you're just missing too many important bodies right now. You have to you have to, you know, double shift these guys. You have to have them take long shifts. You know, and it is true. You do see it. I saw it a couple times in, in, in Tage and Darlene and I with their heads over the boards. Like you could tell it's especially on a back to back. Like they, they were they were feeling it tonight. Yeah. And, I, and especially like we talked about before in a very physically demanding, physically punishing game where you were being contact was being made constantly, especially in the neutral zone, man. Like they had no control in the neutral zone tonight. Nope. None whatsoever. Nope. They were probably, like, probably not a single controlled entry into no, the, and, zone the entire game. And, and, and that's such a key to, 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 you know, playing a full 60 minutes, you know, playing well in the neutral zone is so crucial. I don't ever, anybody who's played hockey knows that. And every time they entered the neutral zone, they were being met physically in some way, shape or form, you know, whether they were getting rubbed off, you know, somebody is bumping them a little bit, like they were feeling it, man. And it, 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 it affected their, their ability to, you know, be consistent offensively. Yeah. And to add insult to injury, the Columbus Blue Jackets were up for nothing on oh, the Penguins and somehow blew a four gold league and lost in overtime. Sydney Cross. Hold the Sabres, bud, because the Sabres have done that this year. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But I mean, you don't expect much from the Blue Jackets, but when you see them go up for nothing, Dylan Cousins scores a goal to make it one nothing. That first goal was crucial because had the Islanders scored the first goal, they would have gone into their shell immediately. Yep. And it would have been very, very difficult for the Sabres to do anything yep. for the rest of the game. So that was huge. Um, unfortunately, the Islanders scored not too long after, and the rest is history. Yep. But, yeah, it's just it, there's there have been a lot of nights where everything has gone the Sabres' way this year, and unfortunately tonight was not one of them. I like this and comment from Shavo. Uh, sorry if I mispronounced that. It was a quick point and simple. Teams are seeing how to play us physical. We've we've played that a couple times too. Not even not even tonight, but before. Picking up Greenway was nice, but this last stretch will be tough. No matter how we play it, love you boys, go Sabers. Thanks, I appreciate. I know they're a new subscriber to the channel. Appreciate you popping in all the time and leaving a comment. Uh, yeah, videos for co-host looks blurry. I mean, I'm sorry for the. You know, we got the ESPN Plus lag tonight. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if you were watching. Were you watching on ESPN Plus? Were you streaming? I was. I was, and I didn't have a lag. I don't think I had a two-minute lag, and so did Jake. It was, yeah, it was I wild. I think it's different for everybody. I don't. I at least I didn't. I, I was pretty sure I didn't. But yeah, trying to justify their horrible decision. What a disgrace! Yeah, it, it blew my mind. Just the constant, and then they they kind of contradicted themselves in that second video I posted. Like like no, like you. It was a kicking motion. The law of physics, as Hurls mentioned earlier, say that goal is impossible for that puck to go in the way it went in. And unless not just, it's a not just the redirect. A redirect would put it right back into Lucanin. Um, yeah. Or it would just like fall to the ice. Like he had to have some type of forward momentum. And that's exactly what he yeah. did. Like you could, me me you could measure it with a ruler how much his yeah. leg moved. <laughs> like, here we got, uh, we got, we got Will McBillis here. Rule 78 and a half, uh, maybe bylaw one. I don't know. When the puck has been directed, batted, or thrown into the net by an attacking player, other than with a stick, when this occurs, it is deemed to be done deliberately, no goal. I mean, I don't know what more angles you needed to show that that was done deliberately. Like, for a goal, 
<laughs> especially even after like reading that rule from the actual rule book, the fact that they spent 10 minutes to overturn that call. Is yeah. It's way too wild. Long. It's wild. Yeah. Like w- give us that conversation. Like give Agreed. us some explanation. They won't because they know that they're going to be wrong. But the fact that they won't is it's a highway robbery is what it yeah. is. Um, it's so embarrassing for this league that we care about so much. And we're going to continue to, but yep. it, it sucks, man. Good point here from Josh. This young team isn't deep enough to get through injuries. We lost eight in a row earlier in the season because of injuries. And we're struggling now because of injuries. you're right. You know, I, we all remember the eight game losing streak. That was terrible. And I mean, you had Yoki hire you out. Samuelson was out for an extended amount of time. Um, there was, there might've been a Tate. No, it was, the, no, that was the, before the all-star break, the Tate injury. But I think Darlene might've been uh, dealing with something too at one point start, uh, during that stretch as well. Like yeah. y- 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 this team is not deep enough lines one through four to, you know, battle through an injury spat like this. You knew, you knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, they got, they got pretty lucky for most of the season, especially to their top guys. Um, and with the amount of minutes, like, like some of the commenters says earlier that Darlene and Tage to play. You have to expect it at some point. I mean, it's so much better than years past. Like I think in the past three to four years, everybody was going down. I think it was either last season or the season before. Yeah. And Quinn got hurt two or three times. Like everybody was getting hurt on a consistent basis. And it got, it got a little bit better, but when they do play this type of game and they play these bigger teams, unfortunately, this is, this is what happens. And yeah, yeah they don't have the depth. So it's, it no. sucks. But and I, I made a comment. Left. I made a comment yesterday too, because you know, if Ryan Johnson doesn't sign, I mean, you have Komarov and you have Lindgren. You mean you aren't very, you know, very, it, the, the, your blue line isn't as deep as you are like, you know, especially down the middle in your pipeline right now. So I would expect, you know, I would expect them to address that in free agency for sure. Yeah. But I mean, I would expect in this next year's draft, you know, to be, I'm not saying your first round pick is going to be a defenseman, but I would expect a very defense heavy I mean, uh, draft if, this year. If if he's even close to the best player available, no matter where the pick is, that might be 15, 16, hopefully it's higher. Yeah. Um, I think it's got to be defense. I really do. Um, nope. Unless there's this prospect that follows that could really slot into your lineup somewhere and give you something that you don't have as a forward, which at least in our prospect pipeline right now, I think the Sabres have just about everything. Yeah, uh, You need defensive depth. You, it's absolutely apparent every single game. Yeah. Um, Quentin Musty, you know, local product here out of Hamburg. He's a uh, draft eligible. He was the uh, first overall pick in the OHL draft um, with Sudbury, I believe. Um, you know, friend of the program, uh, you know, uh, my other, my other host, Johnny Cullen, uh, he coaches his younger sister who, um, Johnny, you know, swears up and down, will be on the women's team USA team USA team at some point in her lifetime. She's that good. Um, but, uh, he's also draft eligible this year, uh, winger out of Sud- Sudbury. Excited to see that kid. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing the Sabres take, take a fly, not a flyer, but He's not a, I wouldn't say he's like a sure thing. Like you have Connor Bedard this year, but I think in other drafts, a lot of these forwards you see, especially Quentin, they'd probably be, you know, top five, top 10 picks, but this T this draft is so plentiful with talent, you know, we'll have, uh, you know, somebody like Chris Peters or uh, Cam Robinson on from uh, daily, uh, 
you know, actually, you know, Chris is no longer with Daily Face Off. Forget where he's with now, but you know, uh, eliteprospects.com. Uh, they'll come on with us soon just to go over the draft, you know, the, the draft eligible players at the end of the season. But uh, I digress. Uh, just a few more comments here. Uh, you know, again from JV Pucks on net, we have a we have a strength of out shooting teams, I think. But man, power play could have been the key down the stretch here. Yeah, I mean, did we get one opportunity tonight? I don't think it was much on the on the special teams. Um, in terms of in terms of actual power plays, I think there were two or three. Uh, was but, there? I just didn't feel yeah, like it. Yeah, I think it, there were at least two or three. But um, in terms of actual opportunities on the power play, there were pretty yeah, few. I just few never felt that we ever had a consistent zone time. Uh, I mean, it did, I mean, I know we had power play time today, but like, it just didn't feel like it. Um, Nick Al Alfiedi feels like the playoff chase might have ended today. I agree. Um, I agree. I wouldn't go I, that uh, far quite yet. Um, no, not, I, I'm not saying this, the season's over, but you know, this is a game we might look back on and say perfect. that was a turning point, you know, I mean, in, this, in this playoff race, six points out with three games in hand. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the, I don't think the Islanders are that good, to be honest. I think they they play a good game against a team like us, but with Barzell out, um, Sorokin's going to have. How to, long is he out for? I don't know, but that injury looked horrible. So it did. I, I don't think it's going to be short term. Um, and the Penguins, yeah, they they've got some talent, but they're old and they were sellers at the deadline. So it's not out of the question that uh, they could go on a losing streak as well. So yeah. it's not over. Uh, 19 no, games not. left. Um, you got to win probably 13 of 19, maybe 14. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's not it's not over, and there will be more meaningful games in March. This was obviously massive. Uh, but you can at least look back to the fact that the Sabres at least probably should have gotten a point if it were not for a horribly egregious overturn call. So, yeah. Our, our buddy uh, Dewey Crocs, two goalie, one Mike Chat, uh, Cats. Noah Dobson has been cheek since the All Star break. I can't speak too much on Noah Dobson, but uh, I do know, uh, you know, Cats. You can just royally fuck off tonight. So we're not even gonna give you the time of day, bud. Love well, you. Well, um, I don't, I don't know which number he is in the chat. What did he have to say about the uh, the call? Oh, he, he's not saying anything. He's not saying anything. That says it all then. <laughs> he ain't gonna say shit. And he knows he's not gonna say shit. He knows that wasn't a goal. Just like the NHL, they won't say a thing. I don't know what he his response in the chat was, ah oh, man, GGS. I don't know what the fuck that means. Good goal, GG. Good goal? Yeah. No, GGS. GGS. Good, what does GGS goal. mean? Good goal stands. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Some stupid. It some wouldn't stupid be good goal if it wasn't a good goal to begin with. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a stupid a Long Island thing, probably. Who, who knows? You know, fuck off, cats. Uh, man, defense and goaltending. We shall see. Um, I, again, I thought UPL played well tonight. Um, in a game where you know things, you know, for especially for goalies in a situation like this, I personally never been a three goalie rotation before. It's always yeah, been one, you know, a two. You know, so it's nerve wracking, especially for a younger goaltender, because especially in practice, any goalie knows who's ever competed, competed with, you know, their counterpart, you know, every save matters, even in practice, you know, you know, you always feel like you're being judged and looked at. So, you know, he came out and he played strong. The second goal off a, off a rough rebound. Um, I mean, sure. You'd like him to, you know, play that one a little bit better, but the same breath, like how many saves did he make that, you know, he probably shouldn't have had. You know, you had 39 shots tonight. 
made some incredible saves. So I'm not going to put that just like, I'm not going to put, you know, last night's game on Anderson. I know people wanted that goal, second goal against McDavid back, but yeah, David was coming at him at 75%, like probably 75% speed where in reality, that's probably at top speed for most other players in the NHL. And he's a quick release, you know, no, I mean, it, it was, it, it, was like, a well, it was a well-timed goal. I think Anderson probably wants it back. hundred percent. Yeah. So I think anytime you have a five hole goal, you're going to be upset with yourself yeah. about it. But at the end of the day, it's an otherworldly player, the best player in the world. Yeah, exactly. Not on a rush. Uh, you could have better defense there too. <laughs> well, I guess you could, yeah. but it wouldn't matter. You know what's uh, funny when it comes to McDavid? I was at the game last night, man. There was an insane amount of McDavid jerseys in that arena last night. Yeah. I think as, that's as there of- should be. The entire broadcast was a commercial for him. Yeah. Uh, my, my friend texted me that, and I, sa- I said, like, as it should be. Like, yeah. the NHL doesn't have much right now. And if they can market who is likely – in all four major professional sports, basketball, football, baseball, hockey – he the most dominant player. He's the most dominant player in all four sports. And 100%. he probably will be for a long time. Find me somebody else that is scoring in their league at the click it's, he's scoring. It's, it's honestly like, like, like comparables. Like, for right now, for me, it's him and Otani. Like the, yeah. the most impressive, impressively talented and dominating players in their own sports. And yeah. if and you're comparing them to a guy that pitches and hits the best in the league, like that's insane. So, yeah, they should market him. Yeah. They, they it, should do everything they possibly can, but they probably won't. And I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to like, we're not going to sit here and pump McDavid's tires. A big part of the reason why, too, outside of the obvious, you see that many jerseys in the Key Bank Center last night, Sabres have sucked for a decade. People yeah. haven't had much to cheer about. So, so they're not they're on, I know, I know, I have a guy on my team, one of my best friends, uh, younger brothers, plays on my men's league team. He's a huge Oilers fan, huge McDavid fan. The reason why, though, is because what did he have to cheer for from the Buffalo Sabres for his entire adolescence? Nothing. Literally nothing. So a lot of these kids, they find a second team to cheer for. And McDavid was an easy choice. It really was. Yeah. I mean, I'd argue Fairweather fans, but, you know. I'd argue they're Fairweather fans. but Oh, for sure. No. No, For another another place for another time. But, I mean, he's also from Southern Ontario. These hockey-starved Canadians come across the border. They don't have anything else to do. Come into the building and watch watch their uh, their home their country's hero. I get it. Agreed. Like it's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it feels like two games that even though last night I I think the Sabers deserved to win. I really do. They they played yeah very well against a really good team and Stuart Skinner stood on his head. Whereas tonight they obviously had a tough matchup against a team that was bigger, faster, stronger. Um, and they were on the short end of, which is likely a historically bad call. So that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. 19 yeah. games left. What are you going to do now? This team, for I will, I will say this, they have responded well to adversity all season long. When they've gotten in, into a rut, when they've gotten on a four out of five losing streak, a three-game losing streak after the eight-game losing streak, they've responded every single time. Now – they have to do it when it obviously matters most and also with a lot of home games where they've proven that they can't play the same type of game for some reason this season. So yeah. uh, I think Thursday's obviously it's huge. Um, the stars got better at the deadline. Um, Ottinger hasn't played well this recently, at least. Yeah. Uh, so they have an opportunity against a team they've already We'd still seen. love to have them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Maybe a world-class goalie someday. <laughs> give me a, give me a confirmed starter 
for 75. Yeah, any, I literally, um, a, a solid 1A, 1B right now would be year great. Two, just like, year okay. or two, we'll have it. But mm-hmm. as of right now, these are the guys we got. And before the game two, I was kind of leaning more Comrie than I think because he had four wins in a row. But, yeah. I mean, UPL didn't lose them the game tonight. So No. no. <laughs> Can't put it on him. No, definitely not. Um, but like you said, we have Dallas coming up on Thursday, a game I also might be in attendance for. And um, that's a scary team, man. They're a tough team to play against. They're a physical hockey team. They have some high-end talent. Um, you know, Robertson's a scary hockey player. Like, does everything wrong? Huh? Does everything wrong? Yeah. You just God. You remember you those know, Jason Robertson to the Sabres rumors over the summer? Or yeah, Jason Robertson. Yeah, he just like I mean so he's close. worth every penny. Yeah, no, he's amazing. He's worth every penny. He's 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 really come into his own and on a line with with Jamie Ben and, and Rupert Hints. Uh their yeah. defense is one through six, super solid. Their bottom six, their middle six. They play a very similar game to the Islanders, so it's going to be tough. Yep. Um, and then you got Patty Kane's homecoming with the Rangers on Saturday. Um, oh, can't wait for that. So, you think another, that's going to work out with the Rangers with all that ego and talent on one team? I mean, he's pointless in two games uh, yeah. as of now. Um, not necessarily the same player as he used to be, but you saw in his last five games with the Blackhawks how quickly he can turn it on. Oh, yeah. The so second they, they, they get him more chemistry with Panarin. Get him on the power play. Get him, even if it's the second unit. Um, I think it's Patrick Kane. He's proved his entire career that he can produce. And Isn't I, it, was it Broadway? What's that? No. What is it? Was it, what's his nickname? Broadway. Showtime. Oh, Showtime. Yeah, sorry. Showtime, Showtime on Broadway. Showtime on Broadway. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's called Showtime for a reason, man. Like, yeah, no, he's proved it his story, entire career. Quick so. story about Patty. You know, when I used to play some spring, like spring league travel stuff. I remember like, you know, when we were like 12 years old um, and he was coming up and the it was a lot of hype about him from an early age in Buffalo. Like everybody from 10, 11, 12, we all knew who Pat Kane was. And his dad used to have him playing in like three or four leagues at a time. That kid was just never not on the ice. He was always on the ice. And sometimes he would leave games early to go to another game, like at another rink. Like yeah. he would leave, you know, leaving his bottoms as, as, you know, whatever to go from like holiday to leisure or holiday to, you know, you know, wherever it might be, maybe a hockey outlet or something. His dad just had him in so many different leagues and programs. And I remember uh, playing against him, just thinking, I'm going to stop. It's going to stone this kid. He played for two periods, scored uh, four times on me. And then lots. <laughs> like, and like, it, here's the thing, like I probably stopped in six or seven, eight times. But, like, he was just an unstoppable force out there. Just nobody yeah. could touch him at such an early age. And this kid was destined to be in the NHL from a very young age here in Buffalo. Uh, you always knew he was, was going to make it. And, you know, it's, it's, been not, it's been nice to see a guy, you know, a local kid, you know, make it to the, to the level that he did. And sure as shit, Hall of Famer. I don't think it's argument anymore. Best American born hockey player that ever lived. Yeah. Um, it, it and, just, um, I hope I, I I'm, I'm happy for the opportunity he has with the, uh, with the Rangers. hundred percent. You know, um, the, the Blackhawks aren't going to be good for a long time and could be a rental and see how the chips fall this summer. But if we, were to, if we were to bring it back home, uh, given the trajectory of where this team is right now, it could be the absolute perfect time to do it. So, agreed. 
We'll see what happens. But uh, I, I, I personally would be in favor of it. Agreed. NHL cannot want the IHL's clutch and grab trap game style in the playoffs over the Sabres. They've been in the playoffs for what? Like eight straight years. They were in the conference finals two straight years. Like I don't, they didn't, I don't think they made the playoffs last year. I thought they did. Did they? I'm almost positive they did. I thought, they, uh, fell they, apart. They, I thought they, they fell apart last year. Maybe they did, but I know they were in the conference finals two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was, they still have what well, Barry Trotz was the coach. You know, they, there was a very controversial end to their playoff, uh, to their playoffs. I'm almost positive, and I don't. I think they fell apart last year. If Katz is still in the chat, I'm sure you can tell us. Um, what leading to obviously the resignation of of Barry Trotz, um, resignation fire. Yeah, they didn't make it last year. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they missed it. Yeah. Um, but again, a team that. Is very very disciplined, very responsible on their own end, and it showed tonight. You know, they knew what they were. You know, Buffalo. Did, apparently, they just weren't prepared to play against a team like that. Islanders were, Islanders were prepared to play a team like against Buffalo, who scores at a high click. You know, a lot, and um, you know they're I still think the third or fourth highest scoring team in the National Hockey League. Uh, so, yeah, nobody expected this to be a high scoring affair tonight. No, no, I took the under personally. So yeah, uh, a lot of people took the over in last night's game, and were you know sadly disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Over over last night was seven. You said yeah, Stuart Skinner was the main reason. uh, Yeah, that didn't happen. And Craig played fine, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Any any you know in terms of before we get out of here uh, on Thursday night, what would you like to see the lineup entail? Assuming that uh, uh, Stillman and Samuelson are both back in the lineup. Like any changes you see compared to tonight? Stillman you know, any and Samuelson. Um, I guess with with that for the sixth defenseman, would that leave it up to Clegg, Pilot, or uh, Bryson? If that's the case, you would have um, you, you would have Samuelson, Dalene, probably Yoki Haru Power, and then it's Labushkin and Stillman. Yeah. So so none of them would be in. Yeah. Well, that's that's great. Great news. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you go with those six. Um, well, assuming that Stillman is paired with Labushkin, yeah, you don't way. know where they might put him. Yeah, I mean, Yoki Haru might be down at the bottom pair. And then, as you said, like I think a lot of people are are calling for Olafson to sit a game. I think there's there's legitimate reason for people. I agree, to there that. is. There's legitimate reason, but like you said, him on the power play. Him, when he does get opportunities, there are games where he gets upwards of, of four to five shots on that. Yeah. I think you got to ride it out at least for a little bit, um, yeah. see what happens. I, I, I liked Paterka's game recently. His he game gets, against, he, again, he gets chances. Yeah. He finds opportunities and he creates chances for, on his own. Yeah. So, and he's, he's one of our faster players and a pretty good four checker. So, I'd like to see him back in. His shows has been fine, but at the end of the day, like he was in the AHL for a reason. You know, um, so I don't know. I think I, I uh, like the commenter said, like maybe try Jordan Greenway on that top line. Um, I, I wouldn't what, hate it. See what he can do um, against a big physical team like that. You might need that on that type of line to take that type of uh, attention away from Tage Thompson. Put him in front of the net. Just fire pucks on that. Um, do whatever you possibly can to create chances because it's going to be a very similar type of game. So agreed. And um, I mean, I don't think Quinn scored last night, right? No, no. And I mean, 
not that he played bad last night. I think Skinner stole the Oilers that game, but I mean, <clears throat> there was a lot of talk and, you know, amongst me and some friends about, you know, what do you do when Alex Tuck does eventually come back? Do you put him back in the top line? I've always said, yes, hundred percent. I think you, yes. you got to I think uh, Quinn's been fine, but it's, yeah. it's nothing compared to the chemistry Tuck. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a top three line in the NHL when they're, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't think it's even debatable. Um, Again, either Greenway on that top line to give it some, again, some more size and some more, you know, a little more snarl and, you know, a guy who will be in and around the net, just like Skinner is a lot, you know, you know, burying those second chances that Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner create. Um, and then, or if that's not the case, I want to see him with Cousins. Just put him out with Cousins. And, you know, again, that's a lot of size, a lot of, a lot of, um, physicality on one line because we all know Dylan Cousins is not afraid to be physical. It's also your three best players on one line too. Yes. So that, that leaves you really, really exposed mm-hmm. um, in, in the middle six. Um, I guess you could try it out for a period and see what happens. Um, you put, you put cousins on the wing in that case, or you put Tage on the wing. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, you play Cousins up on top on the top. Oh, line. is that what you were referring to, or no? No, I'm saying play Greenway with. Oh, Cousins. okay. Yeah, a lot of size and a lot of physicality on the side. Yeah, yeah. Line. I mean, I would love to. I love to see Cousins. Yeah, I, I was all on board with Greenway with Cousins the moment we we acquired him. Yeah, like, I want to see those two play together because sure. yeah, no, I I think that'd be a great idea. Um, so any any type of physicality coming from your forwards at this point, I think could be beneficial. I think the one line you just don't touch. I think you just keep Jost in between Akposo and um, and Gergensen's because they always seem to, you know. Yeah, they they can forecheck, they can hit, they they serve their role. So, and I'll and I'll, I'll say this, and I don't mean this in a night, you know, me any type of mean spirited way, but if he didn't have the C, he's probably scratched a lot of nights because, and I saw it last night too. There was a break. There was a breakout pass up, or it was a loose puck up the wing. Um, any other player on this team would have caught that puck and would have been out alone with uh, Skinner last night. But it yeah. was Akposo, and he just could not—he could not catch that puck. Um, he does Steve, hurt you with Steve's his not there anymore. Yeah, he, so. he's a thumper. You know, he—he's—he's he, he's the, the thumper on the team, and you know, he—he he creates a lot of good morale in the locker room. I'm not calling for you know Akposo to sit, but. I think it's. I don't think it's a stretch for me to say that if he didn't have the role in the locker room that he had and wasn't wearing a letter, he'd probably be sitting too. And I think there's a chance that this is the final, final run for him. I really do. Yeah, uh, I, I, I do too. And, and I think getting him into some type of advisory role or coaching role next season, if that is the case, would be yeah. massively beneficial. I think he has a very big influence in this locker room and guys look up to him. Oh, hundred percent. And they listen to him. But like you said, the speed's not there. The finishing's yeah. not there. The, just the shot creation and the chance creation that he used to have um, yeah. is completely gone and comes with age, obviously. And he's obviously gone through a lot um, with his concussions and everything else. So mm-hmm. uh, it's unfortunate, but at the end of the day, it is a new league and it's got younger, faster, bigger guys in it. Yeah. So, and again, it just, um, Again, I'm not sitting here calling or, you know, trying to start, you know, Sidak Poso. I just, I'm just stating what I think, you know, maybe some people are afraid to say because he's like in our group chat, he's dad, 
you know, he's dad, the dad yeah. of the team. But, yeah. you know, if you don't have a letterman, you're probably sitting. Like, because um, his lack of speed does hurt some nights, and like it did last night. So, um, I'll hang up and listen. Remember, guys, and brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. On George Urban Boulevard, make sure on all your Sabres game day, game night needs, you get over to Outlet Liquor. Tell them look up boys from two goalies. One Mike sent you, Dwayne, Cully, and Connor. Um, and, uh, you know, go Sabres. You know, Thursday night's a big, you know, the big two points. Have to leave this one on the rear view. And make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, of course if you're out watching on YouTube and you like this video, hit like, hit subscribe. Uh, leave a comment. Uh, we'd appreciate it. So I am Dwayne for Mr. Hurls himself, Cully, who is not here. I'll hang up and listen. You guys have a great night and go Sabres. Hey, everybody. This is Dwayne from Two Goalies on Mike, a show where we give you a behind the mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey, Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we bring in coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwrecksports.com or the Dean Blundell Podcasting Network. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.